Hello and welcome to Collisions YYC. My name is Tyler Chisholm and I'm excited to be here with my guest today, Mr. Eric Allen. Eric is the director of the ACE program, which is an ecosystem, an initiative, uh, kind of an environment that was spawned inside Tundra Process Solutions, specifically designed to foster and support the innovative ecosystem in the oil and gas sector. Eric shares some raw excitement about the space and what the opportunities are in Calgary, as well as shares some very interesting insights around where there can be potentially some collaboration between different industries that allow us not only to mitigate risk, but speed the process forward. Join me in welcoming Eric Allen. Well, Eric, excited to be with you today. I'm sitting with my guest, Mr. Eric Allen. Eric, good to have you. Pleasure to be here. I think this is just an awesome initiative and I'm honored to be a part of it. Well, I, I appreciate it. I know we went back and forth a little bit to make this happen, but uh, I was excited to have you on. I love the the role you play out there in the community. Like you, like, you know, and we talked about off, offline here that you've really taken the, the effort and energy to put your message out there. So I think this is a, just an extension of that. I'm really excited to kind of lean in a little bit. So maybe let's just start by giving a little bit of background, a little bit who you are. Yeah, I know you run the ACE program at Tundra, which is really interesting. I think I think that's a really interesting program. I actually chatted with Iggy a little about it. So I have a little bit of a peek inside, but Great. I want to get your perspective. So oh, we'll dig in. Maybe start a little bit. Give us a little bit. Like, who's Eric, who's Eric Allen, and kind of what brings us up to today? In a quick, uh, are you Calgarian? Like, what's yes. the backstory? Thoroughbred Calgarian. Whoa, the born, one of the few. Born and raised in my presence. Yeah. Absolutely. So I did my my backgrounds in mechanical engineering. Of okay. All things. Uh, did a minor in entrepreneurship and enterprise development, and been passionate about entrepreneurship my whole life. Uh, very brought up in a very entrepreneurial family taught a lot of these principles at a very young age, was exposed to a lot, and just dug in. And I actually started my first business while I was in university. Oh, right on. I did, through my minor, got to favorite course, hands down, was this course called Opportunity Identification, where they really taught you how to have your environmental scans on at all times to realize where you could fit and fill unmet needs and create a business around it. Well, I feel that should be a life skill. Totally. I think that should be a one of like, yeah, you've got homeroom, you've got to learn how to sew, learn how to have perspectives yeah. about where you can create value and totally. opportunities. And, and That's interesting. What an awesome course. The, and literally the course called Opportunity Identification was exactly that. And the, the, the coolest experience, first day, the professor drops off a little booklet that had 21 pages in it. And for every day, you had to come up with an idea a day to start a business. I love to train the mind, look for the opposite. So you basically train the muscle. Exactly. And like in anything, um, I have a very extensive background in martial arts, and I get a lot of my work ethic and discipline from that, especially starting at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And it's just like anything. You got to train it, right? You got to train it. You got to practice it. You got to work on it. Just like anything, any skill set that can be developed through practice and training and opportunity identifying which is literally every skill set yeah totally every, everything and opportunity identification is no different so what was really cool is they taught you to look for the but so anytime someone says hey, yeah that's great but you know i really like this but oh, well what's the but yep. is the but is the unmet need what's the thing that negates the because they say everything before but is bullshit that's an old one I think. <laughs> yeah. this is really awesome but okay yeah. now we're gonna find out what's really the problem <laughs> exactly here. so if you can extract that and get creative and come up with a new solution to make sure that that but goes away you're solving an unmet need and depending on how painful that is you can create a massive business around that so just switching that and just even in everyday conversation, listening to like, oh, that's interesting. There's an opportunity there. And then sniff it out. You know, go throw things against the wall and see what sticks. 
Be, be curious and lean in. Totally. things over. Totally. So that makes a lot of sense thinking about what you're doing now. So talk to us a little bit about the ACE program. Yeah. So the ACE program, uh, for those who might not be familiar with Tundra Process Solutions, the company's been around for about 20 years, built a very extensive market channel in the energy space. So they're an integrator of industrial process equipment. Basically what that means is they take very sophisticated technologies from big companies like GE and Toshiba, and they package those pieces of equipment, get them ready to get out into the field where they're creating value for our industry. And that skill set that they've perfected over the last 20 years, packaging technologies, we came up with an idea that said, hey, you know what? It's the same whether the technology comes from GE or the technology comes from a wildcat entrepreneur's basement, packaging that and getting it into the field is the same process. Right. And so we thought... What, how cool would it be if we came up and started to collaborate with the entrepreneurial ecosystem and offer up our market channel to help entrepreneurs grow their business? Because at the end of the day, the energy sector is a very tough place to do business. Once you've spent your millions of dollars developing your technology, the fun's just getting started. You got to be on all these approved vendor lists. You got to have your safety certifications, barrier, barrier, barrier. And if you're not broke by the time you get to the point where you're supposed to be a millionaire, a lot of technologies die on the vine. The the brochure said I would be successful by here, but but here's reality. (laughs) Totally, totally. And we've seen it. We've seen a lot of technologies die on the vine that are great technologies, but due to lack of market access, it literally just went bust. And so what we're trying to do is solve that unmet need. Hey, this entrepreneurial experience is great, but But. turns out sales are really hard. So that's where- Opening those doors is way harder than you think when you're in your basement going, everyone's going to want this. If I build it, they will buy it. Mm, Not necessarily. (laughs) Very, very common misconception. Yeah. And so what we decided to do was trial this. We thought- just like anything, let's validate this idea. So what we did is we gathered all our customers in the, the Petroleum Club, bought them all breakfast. Now, oil was 25 bucks when we had this session. That's, I think that's a really good context. <laughs> yes. So there was a lot of panic. We had just, you know, at the time, I think there was something like 80,000 layoffs. It was ugly. And right. a lot of these energy producers, the further away from the drill bit, the chopping blocks started laying the right. axe down. Yeah. And a lot of... Really, Anything that was perceived as non-essential. Exactly. And a lot of really talented people got chewed up and spit out. The yin to that yang is a lot of them got became reluctant entrepreneurs. Well, right. well hey, I'm in the, a band of a hundred other thousand people looking for work. Why don't I create my own work? And that is a testament to the Calgary hustle, that Calgary DNA, that Alberta entrepreneurs. It's just in, it's part of what makes this province so awesome. And I've traveled all over and even people, you've talked to people that have never been here. They come here and they always say that. They always say, wow, there's so much going on here. Everybody's got something. Everybody's got a side hustle. Everyone's trying to chase down their dreams and ambition is a great word to describe an Albertan. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's, that was what's really cool. So rewinding back to the Petroleum Club, we said, listen, we know we're all in this together yep. and more of the same isn't going to work. How can we collaborate and work together to solve some of these challenges that we all have? And so we said, we're thinking about putting together this program where we can be on the bleeding edge of technology and help de-risk some of these technologies so that we can be the leader in the new technologies that are going to solve these real challenges. And so we just asked them, what are those challenges? What do you want us to focus on? And are we insane? Is this something that you could get behind? And the whole room said, 
this is exactly what we need to be doing and I would love to help. If you need a test site, let me know. I'm going to I fired everybody that used to look at these files. So what, what do I do? <laughs> help me out. So we had right then and there we knew we were onto something and it went from just being an idea to now we got to go into execution. How long so when was that? That was in 2000 2016. 16. Okay, it's so only a few years. It's so yeah. only 3 years in. Yeah, exactly. Which so, is a short time and a long time. In an but, entrepreneur, yeah, depending on totally. entrepreneurial venture, it's forever. For sure. And so when we first started, we, we weren't really, like anything, you know, you got to get your used to walking. You, you got to get your legs underneath you. Yeah, of course. And you bump around down the, the river of trial and error. You learn, it's just, you learn. It's called learning. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so, often the hard way. Mm. Big time. So we started out, we weren't sure, you know, where's our biggest value going to be? And is it going to be in the technology development? Is it just the commercialization? And so let's go try a bunch of things. And okay. we did. And we really le- we learned very soon that we have very little to- value to provide in product development. We're not product developers. We don't have PhDs. Right, that's, not a, that's not a core competency that Tundra brings to the table. No. We are, are, we are be- our best skill set is commercializing technologies. That's what we do every day. And right. so naturally, we progressed on the technology readiness level scale that's measured from one to nine. One, I'm in the shower and I have an idea. Right. Nine is there's a price tag on it and it's pretty much ready to go. And so where we we operate is in the seven to nine. So fairly later stage. Okay. The technologies are looking for field trials and that's where we can provide a lot of value because we have the relationships and the connections and the Rolodex to get the meetings, to get their teams on board, bought in so that everybody is working together to de-risk well, and you have, these And you have the brand and the value that people know that you, when you can bring something to the table, it's legit. And that's my job. My job is to try and break these businesses. And if I can't break it, we then take it to the next round where our, we get our, we try to get our customers to break it. I think that's such a good commentary. I grew up, I had a science degree and I don't work in marketing now, but it's so easy to try to find everything that shores up your idea versus the scientific method of like, how can I break this idea? Right. And when you're an entrepreneur and it's your, it's your baby, I say, quote unquote, it's hard because you're, you're, you start to really drink your own Kool-Aid. Totally. And I think that that, that can real, that, that can be very challenging. So having an environment mm-hmm. where you can be supportive, but yet be realist, I think is a really interesting value proposition. And get the voice of the customer. Validate, validate, validate. I, I, Heaven forbid, go talk to the potential end user. Totally. And getting- So often forgotten. <laughs> it's so true. I know. And this is the best part about taking that, that lean startup approach is saying, hey, co-develop the solution together with the owner of the problem. And if you can do that now, if they're like, oh, this would be great if it could do this and do that. And now they're bought in. Who do you think your first customer is going to be? They helped. They got, got their fingerprints all over. They're in yeah. it. They're, and they're excited about it. And so instead of- can't wait to show them when this is ready. Get them involved as soon as possible. Well, you get away from the, the perfectionist procrastinator. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not quite perfect. It's not quite perfect. Yes. But yet there's features, and I was talking to uh, uh, Alex Newth from, from Brightside, and they're developing a new banking model. And she said, the thing you just have to realize is what you think is the best idea, the customer might actually hate. Totally. <laughs> and she goes, don't get attached. Like, just let it go. Let it, you know. And, but yeah. that's such a hard mindset. And I think in a lot of cultures, and I think we'll, we'll circle rack on this, but mm. being okay to get, well, we were wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay cool versus this right or wrong binary like success failure model which that's not what entrepreneurship and developing technology is it's so true so once we get the voice of the customer this is the biggest value of our program is we help de-risk these technologies and help these these entrepreneurs get that voice get that feedback and the ones that we show these technologies to and they either say wow that's amazing when is that ready or they say that is really stupid because there's five other technologies that are half the cost. 
And so when we deliver that news, it's sometimes you got to take them to the woodshed (laughs) and and have those tough conversations. Fireside chats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not easy, but hey, instead of beating a dead horse, take the feedback from the customer and you've got the decision. Do I either build them what they want or cut bait and run and move on to the next thing? And so if they decide to cut bait and run, there's loads of other options opportunities and resources in our innovation ecosystem that can help them get the resources, get grant funding. Get, it's, it's incredible when you really lift so you guys up must the rock. Be, must have built quite a, a pool of resources or like literally just a team like that, that, that proverbial big pit crew, if you will, That's right. around what it takes to make this happen. So true. And so many people that think that Calgary is full of just uh, not risk averse. Uh, yeah. Very, very conservative. Let's, let's not do anything crazy. There is so much happening in this ecosystem and there's so much behind the scenes. And if you weren't looking for it, you wouldn't know it's happening. But as soon as you get thrown into the mix, I had no idea any of this stuff was going on. Which is exactly why we decided to put this podcast together because there were so many conversations like, I never heard of that. I didn't yeah. know about that. You know, you look over here, it looks all negative, but then you, you overturn this stone, and you go, oh, there's all this stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. So let's bring it up. That's, that's a really interesting. I think it ties, I think we can have like, that's a, how you guys have done it in your ecosystem. But yeah. Maybe there's a tie in how we can look at that. One of the things we'd like to kind of open this show with is transformation. Yeah. It's a word that gets thrown around a lot in Calgary right now. We need to transform. We need mm-hmm. a different future. Mm-hmm. What's your perspective? What does that term mean to you? What do you think it, what do you think it means? What mm-hmm. maybe should, like, we'll do some shoulds. What should it mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on transformation? We need to transform the Calgary economy. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Pick it up. Honestly, the first thing that came to my mind is embracing change. Embracing change and being the leader's that bring that change forward. And I see that happening in our ecosystem daily. And every week, another accelerator pops up. Uh, Thin Air Labs just started yep. at Jim Gibson. I had Jim on the show a couple weeks ago. Phenomenal. Great. great. Yeah, really, he had some really interesting insights. Yeah, so they've got, now we've got a video game accelerator. And, and we've got companies moving their headquarters to Calgary to, to employ some of the best developers in the world. Right here in Calgary. Now, that's diversification. And that, that you're seeing all these other little pockets, things like blockchain accelerators. You're seeing a lot happening in AI and what's going on in Edmonton at the Amy Institute. The Amy yes. out of, that is just unbelievable. They're leaders in machine learning. And it's, Google's got one of their head offices there. It's like, that's happening here in Alberta. And it's so interesting because I don't, I don't think personally that that's getting out as much as it needs to. Like mm-hmm. that story I don't think is getting told as, as much. Like what's working, what's not working. Yeah. But you, when you start leaning in, there's a lot of little pockets. What are your thoughts on, because I do feel, and I've seen this, this is my perspective, so just putting it out there for yeah. something to push up against. Sure. It does seem like it's a little bit disconnected. Correct. And, and I have noticed that exact same thing. And, okay. and this is where you've got all these little pockets of awesomeness. <laughs> and that's a, see, these are success problems we're talking about right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you've got all these little pockets of awesomeness all doing their own thing. And in order to make sure that we're not duplicating efforts, how do we connect all those nodes? Yeah. And, and especially when you start going to the 30,000 level where you can see everything. When you've got the producers, you've got the venture capital, you've got the government, you've got researchers, you've got everybody working on all of these challenges and every single one of those entities plays a role in the ecosystem. So what can we do to connect that? And that's actually what the Clean Resource Innovation Network is. Okay, tell me a little more about that. I don't don't know anything about that. Okay, so the Clean Resource Innovation Network is exactly that. It's an innovation network that is connecting the ecosystem. 
it's the connector of connectors. Oh, interesting. Okay, and who's who's behind this? What's give me a breakdown of this? Yeah, so it's got so CNRL. Okay, uh, Joy Romero was the, the real spearhead of this initiative, and uh, I was blessed enough to get involved really early on, and I'm on their advisory uh, steering committee. And oh, excellent! And, so you're and, at the table, absolutely, and the technology subdevelopment committee. So I'm representing all of the accelerators, and this is another great thing. All the accelerators, we get together every month to talk about what's going on in the industry. That's Who's excellent. So how, many, so how many groups? How many groups oh. would be at that table? So at ours, there's about six different groups. Okay. And they're all they're all operating. And this is all pockets. involved in oil and gas related? Not not all of them. Some okay. of them are some all of right. them. Yeah. I mean, we've got GE Zone Startups. We've got District Ventures, which is consumer packaged goods. We, we've got, all, and this is what's so great is because we can all learn from each other. And we've co-invested in, so, so Creative Destruction Labs, we've co-invested in some of these great initiatives that need the support of everybody. And yes. now our model is not heavy on the capital. So it's kind of like venture capital, yep. but we're stacking the deck because we own the market channel. Yes. And so some of these companies need big dollars. And that's not really where we want to play. We don't okay. want to put all this crazy amount of capital at but risk. But I do appreciate you guys. This is what we've identified as our lane and what we're yeah. strong at. Yes. But you need other partners. Back to that pitch. Totally. That, back to that, like, succeed together. Yeah, for we sure. We all look silly rowing the boat by ourselves. And that's exactly it. So if we can get venture cap involved and get the right cap equity partners to make sure that, hey, we have the market channel. You've got the capital. They've got the technology. We've got the customers. That is going to be that's a recipe important. for success. Oh, that's interesting. So uh, that's great to hear because I've often had conversations like, where's that leadership or what brings it all together? Because mm-hmm. again, even in an organization, shared visions and yeah. moving towards a common goal. And as Calgary, you hear that big, like, oh, we need to transform our economy. Okay, yeah. that's great. But it's just too, it, to me, it's a bit rhetoric. Yeah. Great. Right. Okay, so by, by transform, what do you mean? By economy, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, right. And, and who's kind of driving that leadership? Mm-hmm. And is it private enterprise? Is sure. it government? Or is it, is it, even if you bring them all together, what's there to kind of create that point or the tip of the spear almost? Right, exactly. And that's what's so cool about the Clean Resource Innovation Network, also known as CRIN, Okay. is that's exactly what they've done. So they've got all of these major producers okay. got together and said, we need to communicate our problems to industry to make sure that the entrepreneurs, the researchers, and everybody that's trying to crack these codes is working on the solutions that we I'd say, need. quote unquote, working on the right things. Yes, Because exactly. time will pass and you will put effort in. And if you get to the end and go, ah, oh, yeah, nobody ever wanted that. For sure. And so you, as you can imagine, getting you know some of these meetings, we've got 40 different executive level brains at the table talking about what we can do to connect the different resources that are in this ecosystem to make sure that we can fast track some of these technologies and together as an industry compete on the global stage. It's not tower versus tower. This is country versus country. Yes. And quite That's frankly- an interesting perspective. We're talking about Calgary, but th- th- we're, we live in a borderless world, essentially. It's and the, glo- the global village that we all live in. 100%. And the <clears throat> world needs more Canadian energy. Yes, it does. I do support that. So from- Lots of positives. I know you're inherently a positive guy. Is there anything that's, and again, it's always a risky, is there anything that's not working? Like, what are you seeing? Like, uh, you know what? Like, this is actually maybe not, I don't know, without being negative, but, sure. let's be, but I like to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> There's a yeah. difference. Right. Anything that's out there that you've had optics that you're like, oh, you know what? Mm. I think, and it's not to call anyone out, but just yeah. overall, what do you see? You know what? I, th- I feel like in my role, and this is just coming from my experience, a lot of producers that are naturally conscious of risk, they, and for, rightfully so, I mean, they have multi-million dollar assets at risk. And for us to throw some unproven technology in the mix and that shut down operations, risk reward profile is a little skewed. Yes. And okay. so... 
No, that's a real thing. It is, absolutely. And what I've seen, and especially some of the technologies where everybody wants to be first to be second. And they're like, oh, this is great. I've, and I've heard that about Calgary in general. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm really good once. Well, is anyone else taking the risk? I'll, I'm, I'll be second in line. Or I'll be your third customer. But I don't want to be your first. Right, exactly. And so that's something that's not working. Okay. Uh, we heard, have, okay, that's, I appreciate that. I've heard that before. We have very few organizations that stand up, put their hand up, and say, hey, come to me. We want to be the first. We want to de-risk this. We want to take this to the next level. A good example in, uh, is Imaginea Energy. Uh, yeah, with the, the yeah. late Suzanne West. Yes, I'm very familiar with their work, yeah. She, what an incredible leader. And uh, her legacy lives on. It's just, what she, her vision, and we actually had a partnership with Imaginea. Okay. Uh, Suzanne West agreed, Eric, if you bring me these really cool technologies and our engineers can work together to, to de-risk this, we want to be the first. We want to be the leader and one day produce clean hydrocarbons, zero emissions. And they were so bold about that mandate and that message and putting it out there that it kind of created a permissibility. I'm assuming shareholders, because if you're in, you you know what you're in for. Absolutely. You're in for a company that's going to say, quote unquote, take mitigated risk. Yeah, absolutely. So instead of talking about what's not working, I always try to look, okay, what could be a solution to something like that? And I think there's an opportunity for our regulatory framework to incentivize technology adoption. And how we could improve the risk reward profile for our producers is put in an innovation royalty tax credit. If oh, you're going to test... I like how that also bangs to like the commercial world and the government and like kind of brings that together. Yeah. So, so if we can prove to our regulatory body that this technology has not been put in the field and we're going to do this and if this doesn't work, there's going to be some production at risk. If we can have a, a, some sort of program that says, hey, you know what? If this doesn't work, don't worry. The royalty tax credit pays for it. That, it's, it's a wash. And I think you would have, because that's the biggest, that's why they're saying, no, when, tell me when it's de-risked, tell me when it's up and running and I want to see the white paper. Yes, of, yes, absolutely. That, so, that someone else took the risk to create. Yeah. And then who funds that? And how does that, so that's an interesting way to bring government into the mix and kind of absolutely. really create a true side-by-side. For sure. So I think there's, and there's loads of other opportunities. And this is what's so exciting about being in the mix is, is getting to see the, the opportunities. Well, back to that course, that 21 page manual that yes. you had to fill out. Yeah. I've seen the butts. Uh-huh. Oh, big time, big time. And it's just, it's so awesome to see that this is happening in Calgary. Now, Lastly, before we move on from the clean resource innovation, yeah, network, there yeah, is no, I think. big news. Okay? okay, we have been. This has been side of the desk work, and you've got a bunch of really, really high performing, busy individuals. It's been difficult to to keep the momentum going, but that's a rea- that's reality when you've got multiple initiatives in a downturn where everything feels like a make or break. Totally, and so we. Despite those challenges, we push through all those, prove that this is what we need to do in terms of working together, connecting the ecosystem, getting everything firing on all cylinders. The feds announced that they're funding the Clean Resource Innovation Network to the tune of $100 million to continue this work. That's it. Well, that's it. Well, congratulations. Yes. You were part of it. That's a game changer. It's huge. When did this come down the pipe? Just like right recently, this? a couple okay. months ago. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So I heard, but again, I heard about it. But I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. I yeah. didn't know what it meant or yeah. what it meant to me. I'm like, oh, there's money here right. going to this thing. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know, over the, ne- over the next four years, that $100 million is going to be released. And, yeah. and, we are going to be able to pour gasoline on this fire. So where, where, where does that money go? What does that look like? Just walk me, like follow the old follow yeah, money analogy. Right. So if there's, it's money, it's in a big pool right yep. now. Yep. Where, where would you see, like, is it getting engaged in certain initiatives? Yeah. Where, how does it get into market? This is what's so cool, and this is the, the awesome 
stage that we're in right now is we get to look at and say, all right, how can we effectively put every single dollar to its maximum use? What's the biggest bang for the buck? Is it initiating pitch competitions with big cash prizes and guaranteed field trials? Is it actually investing in technology development? Is it events and there's so many different things and this is the process that we're going through right, right. now and that's a, that's a, that's a real process Big because time. like we joke that's a success problem i yeah. have the money but i need to narrow it down mm-hmm. because you nothing you, you you've got to be very deliberate the governance yeah. around that is is a very real thing exactly so we are busy in the lab working on these this, these plans to get yeah. this out and we're going to have a lot more clarity on what it's all going to look like in the coming months and come october is really where we see our plan to to roll it out to say hey this is how the clean resource Innovation Network is going to operate and achieve its objectives. That's, so if I'm listening right now and I want to get involved, does our website work? I usually wrap these up at the end, but I think this is very pinnacle. Yes. How do I want to lean in? I want to get more information. I want to find out about this. Yes. So you can Google the Clean Resource Innovation Network. Uh, their, their website's right there. Yeah. It is super easy to join. Now, another cool initiative that's- What out- does that mean to join? Like, so yeah. I'm an average, yeah. I'm an average, I'm a business owner, a small business owner, or maybe I'm just a concerned Calgarian. Yeah. yeah. What, what does joining mean? What does that look like? Exactly. So- you sign a social contract essentially okay. that says, Hey, I'm here. I want to help. I've got a skill set. I've got, I represent something. I'm in this world. I feel like I can move the needle by chipping in. And the real, we want to grow this network. So really anybody can get involved. Anybody that feels like, Hey, you know what? I want to be a part of this. You can go, you can join. It's super easy to sign up. You can sign up through their so, website. So no, no barriers. If no. you're interested and you want to be part of it, come on board. And this is, this is what I like. It's not, there's no restrictions where it's like, well, you gotta be an oil and gas or, yeah, yeah. or it's just, we need everybody. And Cause it, it might be easy to think that from the outside. Like, Oh, I'm totally. not this. I'm not that. Yep. I'm concerned. I'm in this community. I want to be yeah. part. I want to be part, be the change you want to see in the world. For sure. And so there's all these different subcommittees as well that are, you can join. So if you're a, if you're brilliant in VR and you see awesome technologies in virtual reality, you can join our digital innovation subcommittee. You know, the digital technologies okay. you can join. Join if you're an expert in water challenges. All right, get on get on board the water committee. There's all these different groups that you can find where you would offer the most value. Yeah, what's going to resonate with you? Because sure. you're passionate about it, you're going to work twice as hard and and feel twice as you know exhilarated. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. that makes a big difference because where you're passionate, like again, we're all little kids underneath. Yeah, if I'm excited sure. about it, I keep doing more. If I'm yeah. not, I do less. Exactly, <laughs> and it's really- no, that's powerful. No, that that's great, and I love that there's no barrier for people to get involved because exactly. there's often that. Well, I don't know where yes. I can play a role. I don't know mm-hmm. where I can take part. Right. Put your hand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard of the rainforest? Yes, I have. Yep. Oh. Well, Jim walked me through. Awesome. So I sat with Jim Gibson. He walked me through that and even the concept behind it. Very yeah. interesting. And what he drove and what I loved, he goes, Tyler, transformation, let's forget about everything. Let's just start as individuals. Beautiful. And where our mindset's at. Totally. And you know, that is so powerful that we look at, we look out for change to happen where mm-hmm. let's be honest, it usually happens with how we see the world. Mm-hmm. For sure. And what an incredible initiative. I remember going to one of the first rainforest sessions. There was probably 15 people. And this was, I heard it grew exponentially from there. It went bananas, <laughs> uh, thousands of members now. And it's just so cool. Just on that people wanting to get involved, get involved. And it's, and it's such a great way to understand what's happening in the ecosystem. You've got everything. You've got all these different walks of life with all different skill sets, assets, perspectives, all getting together to want to do exactly what we're talking about right now, yeah. transformation. How can we enhance our economy? How can we make all Albertans prosperous? And just such a great organization. And the leaders, you know, Brad Zumwalt, Jim Gibson, to have the vision and 
the drive to create an organization like that and watching the results. I was at recently at one of their celebration events and I okay. got to, I got to listen to the actual stories that would not have happened without the rainforest. That's powerful. Like if this wasn't here, these three things wouldn't happen. Yeah. It's like that time travel movie where you go back and change one thing and then the whole future changes. Totally. It's kind of like that. You exactly. back up. If this didn't exist, I would be like, that's powerful when you connect to that. Mm-hmm. To me, it then all of a sudden it's like, well, this isn't a, this isn't an option anymore. Like we must, we must do this now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes cool. it's interesting because there's that gap of like you got there's a little faith in there of like okay if we start this this will happen mm-hmm. but it th- this, this 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 timeline now has been running for a little bit so we're starting to see some of those things change which i think those are the stories that need to be told absolutely it's not just down and yep. you know there there are things yep. that are coming out of this for sure it's so funny you say that i heard it so much when i first started getting into this we got to do a better job of telling our story we got to do a better job of showing what's happening in our city and i'm looking around i'm like no one's doing this really. So I just started, that's how I kind of started filming things and telling stories. And I love you showing up today with your cameras. You're like, good content's happening. Let's create it. Why like, not? Yeah. You don't need to sit in a room yeah. and think about what story to tell. Just tell the story that's happening. Document versus produce. Turn yes. on your camera. You're, you're, you're doing something cool. Share it. Get the world understanding Which is the world happening. we live in, but I find business and a lot of these initiatives, even Jim, I said, well, how are you sharing? And he kind of was like, oh, we're not doing a good job. And he's like kind of hung his head a little bit. I was like, and he's like, I know, we need to tell a better story. It was funny. He's telling me this great, like all yeah. this change is happening. Yeah. And I kind of poked him on the like, well, how come it's not getting out there? And he's like, oh, geez, yeah, I know. It's, and it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. With my, I'm in marketing for a reason because I know so many amazing companies that do great things and they're not that they're just not good at telling their story or right. they don't believe they are. Let me train that. Got it. They just need to start telling it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's bring, put our business hats on here for a second what should we be measuring because it's great mm. to talk about transformation and mm. it's great to talk is it like this many startups is yeah. it this many growth companies yeah. what kind of KPIs would you put against this if we were going to we were mm. going to create our, our balanced scorecard and we're going to put things out there yeah. and say what's this look like yeah. I'm sure you do this with a lot of the entrepreneurs you work with yeah. what are some of the top KPIs we can start looking at maybe on a company basis yeah. but like as a city we'll just talk about mm-hmm. Calgary sure you know I think I bet you, and I don't have the statistics, but yeah. I'm willing to bet that we have more ambitious people per capita anywhere else in the oh, country. How would we measure that? Yeah, you know, like, I don't know, but I, I'm, those are the kind of people that do see opportunities and get off the couch and start executing and aren't afraid to fail, which is an acronym, first action in learning. Yeah. <laughs> that's engineer. I've met an engineer who doesn't love a good acronym. <laughs> that's, that's exactly I it. like that one. Okay. Yeah. So first action in learning is fail. fail. That's, a, that's a quotable quote for today. We're going to put that one out. Okay. Love it. Love it. Okay. So these people aren't scared to start new initiatives and say, you know what? I see an opportunity. I'm going to go figure out if this is real. Yeah. And measuring how many startups are initiated in our city would be, a, and I know there's some amazing groups that are helping with this. Startup yeah. Calgary, yes. an initiative by Calgary Economic Development. I am such a big fan of that group. They are doing so much to support and inspire entrepreneurship. They've got this- I like that because there's different. Supporting is one thing, inspiring it is there, there's two sides to that coin. For sure. Which means putting them in touch with the right people, yes. like showing them. Yeah. It's almost like showing them what the future could be like and, yeah. then, and then helping them get there. Right. They've got it in their head. Exactly. But you don't always can see down the road. You get too close to your own ideas sometimes. Totally. Mm-hmm. And they've got this event. It's so awesome. It's called Startup Weekend. Okay. So if you've ever- flirted with the idea I've heard of this event wanting to start a business you can go you you don't even have to have an idea you can have something half-baked or you can just show up and say hey I've never done anything in entrepreneurship what's it like you can go starting on a Friday you go alone you show up with a you know 40 other inspired entrepreneurs that are in the making and 
pitch your ideas to everybody. You form groups and you start, you have the weekend to start validating your idea, putting together a bit of a plan. And then on the Sunday, there's a pitch competition. Now, this is, this is what's so cool about it is that this is a three-day-old idea. And we got together and tried to validate and come up with an execution plan. And this is what we're going to do to go attack this opportunity. They pitch it to a panel of judges and the winner wins a load of resources to take this initiative to the next level. That's I heard about Kevin, Kevin Crow, who yeah. we, we know. Yep. I think that's how Give a Mile was born. He showed up on one of those weekends to just kind of experience what it's like to be in kind of that hack an idea environment. Yeah. And he got put on the spot as like, you need to come up with an idea. And at the end of that weekend, Give a Mile was born. So that's the story behind that. And, that, and I think that Give a Mile is an amazing story. Totally. If anyone's listening who hasn't heard it, go, go check out Give a Mile and like it'll warm your heart and then, and then give, some, give some miles. But Absolutely. I believe it came out of a weekend just like that. That is so awesome. See, and that's the testament. There's, there's, that's what's happening. And like, he didn't go in with an idea. He just had this thing in the back of his head. And when like, put to the test, you responded. Yeah. And this amazing thing came out. I think it's amazing, personally. But so cool. Interesting. So from, again, from a KPI perspective, um, is it start? You touched on startups. Yeah. Is there a number? Jim threw out a number. He threw out a thousand startups, which is an easy thing to like hold yeah. up. And yeah. I've heard someone else go, "Yeah, it's not even a thousand startups; it's a thousand growth companies." I'm like, "Oh, Ooh, yeah." I was like, "Okay." So I don't know what. How does that resonate with you? Is like, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot a yeah. little bit for some numbers that we maybe sure. will post live and we can quote it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, trying to get it to more tangible, bringing mm, it back to something yeah. we can measure. Right. You know, and I, I think. Jim is, that's a great, a thousand startups, right? To get, it had impact. That, like, I mean, I'm, it's repeatable. Totally. And, and we can measure that. You know, we do have the tools that, yes, we, that we would be able to measure that. And I think that's definitely in that zone, whether okay. it's a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, that's impactful because statistically 97% of those aren't going to work. Yes. And I, I know that every entrepreneur thinks they're different. And I had to learn this the hard way uh, out of the dozen startups that I've been involved in, a couple have made it. And that's just, and it's so funny because you talk to any entrepreneur and they will convince you that they're the one that, and it's great. You need that. You need that conviction. hundred percent. It's not for the, it's not for the week of constitution. Yeah. <laughs> like you've got to have a little, you got to be a bit crazy. Yeah. You might be wrong, but you're never in doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting way. You're right. But you know, the, the side, the side benefit of all that is no matter what happens at the end, learning happened. Yes, exactly. And if you're banging into other people and the impact you maybe had on them. And I think that's why it's so important. Like a weekend like that, that's great. Like that's why we call this collisions. Like you got to bring it together. For sure. And nothing in life happens without relationships and collisions. And speaking of collisions, yes. so, so Calgary Economic Development uh, organized a hundred over 120 different entrepreneurs to go to collision okay. and represent Calgary as this startup mecca that we are. And I saw one of your videos that you posted yeah. about what was going on there. And it was, I think you were chatting with someone from Calgary Economic Development yes. about the message they wanted to put out totally. there to the world. And I think that was really powerful. And attracting talent. I felt good. Like it made me feel good. Like it made me feel pride when I awesome. saw that. That's so and I think great. that's, I think it's important. We need to have some pride. Canadians were too humble sometimes. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes we got to toot our own horn. I, yes. Because if you don't, no one else yeah. is going to. No, I thought that was great what you guys did at that yeah. event and, and, and that spot. I got to tell you, the team at Calgary Economic Development, they are purebred hustlers. It is <laughs> awesome. I love how the side hustle has been such a, you know, when you are in when you and I were in school, if you told your guidance counselor, I want to be an entrepreneur, they'd send you a remedial. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now it's like, it's it's a thing. It's popular. It's, it's something to be it, proud it, of. It's supported by an ecosystem yes. out there that has, you know, not only money, because yeah. I think that's important. You need to throw the gasoline. Like right, said, exactly. But the resources where you can learn if like my, my buddies, I used to be in a, in a tech group, a business group, and it was, that was a joke around the table. Like someone here has already stepped on the landmine you're about to step on. Yeah. But if you don't share your story, 
I can't tell you to step in a different place. Right. Exactly. So at Collision, this is the, you want to talk about the hustle. Yeah. They brilliant. They had Phil and Sebastian's, our Calgary local coffee startup, absolutely come and make the best lattes in the game. And there was a lineup out the back. And but here's the catch: every single person in line was approached by a Calgary Economic Development ambassador. Or a Calgary ambassador. I love having a, a captive audience. <laughs> Literally captive <laughs> audience. So what have you heard about Calgary? Hey, did you realize there's 2,000 open tech jobs in our city? It's the fourth most livable city in the world. And, and just talking, having a conversation about what do you know about Calgary? And boy, I tell you, I heard some of those conversations and the misperceptions yes. that are in place. I think that mission that we went on had an impact. For sure. That's a way to talk, call it. It's a mission. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I know for a fact there's going to be some measurable results of companies expanding out west and then saying, hey, I want to put a pin on Calgary and move my next office there. And I think that kind of work to bring and attract the top talent to the best place in the country right. for entrepreneurship, that is exactly what we need to be doing. I, I, I love it. I 100%. I have an office in Toronto where they're a lot and like it's almost like what is a Calgary? Or or it's a very like I, I'm going to say borderline negative. It's a very, very narrow cowboy hat oil and gas perspective that's out there. Right. So we kind of have a brand and image an image problem. Yes. And so from your perspective a guy who's out there and loves you know documenting how do, what would you how do we get that message out there? How do we change that? Who needs to get behind that? Because you're right this is a bit of a branding problem we have. Totally. Which totally. is close to my heart. Yeah. What's the, what's the story we need to tell and what's the best way to tell it? Like obviously initiatives like that are good. Yeah. How do we even amp that up even more from your perspective? I really feel like with the tools that are available today that anybody can use, everybody's on LinkedIn. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. for, most, for the most part. Yeah, when we're t- specifically, when it's the business community, I think the last that I saw, there was almost 400,000 people on LinkedIn in Calgary. Yeah, that's That's massive. pretty impressive <laughs> when you've got a 1.4 million population, you take the business community, it's pretty much everyone in the business community. No like kidding, said. no kidding. And so to get on there, and if you see something that's worth talking about, talk about it. It, it, and I know a lot of people, oh, I don't, I don't think I could get on camera. Hey, you know what? That is a great opportunity. You're scared of it. That is a great opportunity lean in, lean to, in. To, to face the fear and, and you know, go into the wave instead of get taken over. <laughs> yeah, I do podcasts, you know, voice, voice, face for radio. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but getting it out there and telling the story. Yeah. And I think it, you're right. It does bring it back to, you know, we're not going to, we don't need to wait for someone else to tell our story. Totally, totally. Today, we all have a soapbox of the internet and social yeah. media and get it out there and- well, sure. And tell it. And it's going to create, and again, it always creates value. There's always somebody who goes, oh, wow, that was what they needed to hear at that moment. For sure. And if, imagine if 400,000 people in Calgary started getting on there and pretty, launching content. Talking about the things that we're talking about in all these different pockets. Of, for sure. Because we talked about a lot of things today, but there's so many initiatives that you and I are, didn't talk about that we don't even know about. Exactly. And that's and, what I love. Yeah, that's that that part know. of that disconnect. So, okay, we got startups as a KPI. Anything else? I'm coming, keep coming back to that. Sure. It's a tricky one, but yeah, yeah. it's fun because we got the mm-hmm. structural analytical. We got the other engineers listening. Okay, when are you guys going to talk about something serious? Yeah. When are you going to give us a number? Anything else that's out there for you or anything that you'd like to see? Even pie in the sky stuff. Hmm. You know, uh, I love, I just look at what's happening in the ecosystem. Things like CRIN, things like all these different accelerators coming together. I would actually like to start measuring that as well. Okay. You know, talking ah, about, like that. you know, how many nodes are in the network. And yes. we are doing that inside CRIN, which is great. And I think the the goal is to grow that network, get everybody working together. And if I can... And this is, you know what? This is really good. You've inspired me to actually get clarity on these numbers and then okay. put together some goals around. You know what? All this right, is- we're going to have a follow-up on oh, Okay, good. Okay. I love it. I, I love, love a challenge. The gauntlet yes. has been thrown down. Love it. Love it. So if we can 
have some numbers around. This is how many people are in the network that are marching to the same beat, focusing on the same challenges and helping our entire industry grow. Uh, that to me would be phenomenal. That's, that's powerful because you're, you're right. Like if, if we believe that bringing these, these, these you know, disconnected just by, just by happenstance groups together, how do you measure that? Because mm-hmm. you're right, it's a feel-gooder, but it's real at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. How many collisions can we actually create and bang people together? We've talked about a little bit about getting involved, about how to reach out. So uh, anywhere where is, is, you know, reach out where you feel, but is there anywhere you think that, like, where am I going to have the biggest impact? Where, who needs help? Mm. And I'm a business person. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an engineer. I'm working downtown. Uh, hey, let's talk about some of the, the scary stuff. I'm, I'm 2,000 open jobs for full-stack developers. I come from oil and gas. I'm not maybe tooled up to the way I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, shit, there's 2,000 jobs, but I'm not qualified for any of them. Right. What do we say to those type of people? Or, or, or those type of people? The people that are in that predicament. Yeah. Type, sorry, that's not a type of person. I take that back. <laughs> Someone who's in that situation yeah. feels like, okay, wow, this isn't helping me. Where can they go? Where can they turn? Mm-hmm. Like, How can they take advantage of some of this if they feel like maybe they're on the outside of it? Beautiful. So a good example of some of the networking that's taking place inside the rainforest, one initiative that was birthed out of that, again, recognizing an unmet need and having the ambition to go do something about it. Uh, There's an organization called Evolve You that is doing exactly that. You're an oil and gas focused engineer, technical professional, somebody. It doesn't, and and you can just... Anything, anything related anything, in that. Anything. And they I've will spent walk 20 you. years doing this one thing. Now yep. I need to do something different. And you have such incredible tribal knowledge that a lot of these developers do not have. And I've heard that from some of It's like, hey, great. This new tech startup is coming into our space and they're great at what they do, but they don't necessarily understand this, 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 this vertical or this right. business. Yeah. So Evolve you, you can put through, go through there. It's like a university. Essentially, yeah. they've created courses to convert you into a developer. And so now you can go on that app okay. that you've I've heard of that, to- but I didn't know it. And I've never heard it cut as dry like that. That's powerful. Sure. Yeah. And there's, there's a dozen other ones. Yes. I mean, there's, this is what's so cool. I mean, you, you go look at the courses that are being put up in, in SAIT and, yep. and the University of Calgary and Mount Royal University. And they're, all of these courses are now changing because they're realizing. I had, this I had Ray DePaul oh, on last week. Big Ray fan. was awesome. And he told me something that just kind of blew my mind. I, I got it and I believed it, but it was just, he goes, the number of thing I tell my 20-year-old students, he goes, this, and this is a different conversation with a 45-year-old engineer who was on a track and now it's changed. He goes, your number one objective in life is to be resourceful and adaptable because you're going to have to change your career six to seven times. Exactly. I was like, whoa, you know, versus a generation that maybe, I'm just picking mid-40s, my age, I was on a path. I was kind of pseudo-promised a bill of goods. Yeah. If I put my head down yep. and I work in this industry, I'll get here. Yep. Maybe I'll have it. And exit straight. Like, who knows what will happen? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, I'll be blunt, the rug like kind of got pulled out from under me. Totally. And, you know, you hear this, these tech, and I've heard some people like, oh, yeah, great. There's all these tech jobs, but that doesn't, that doesn't help me. Right. That's, I think, where the back to be the change you the resort, the resourcefulness for sure. And I mean, you just look at it, right? I mean, this is a different day and age and we're being still to this day, we come out of an education system that was set up in the industrial revolution Absolutely. who can regurgitate the most knowledge. Well, guess what? That skill set isn't very useful anymore. You know, to, to memorize facts and dates, that, I mean, I can't even remember my best friend's phone number now. I know. If I said that to my 17 year old niece and nephew, they'd be like, why, Uncle Tyler, would you even bother doing that? It's right here in my palm of my hand. Right. And so now, it's a different mindset altogether. The, the valuable skill set is what can you do with that? How can you be resourceful and take all of this knowledge and connect unconnected dots and create value in new ways? And so that's the new skill set creative thinking. It's not so much about you know, IQ, it's about EQ. 
and the, all of these things that, especially now, and it's only going to get worse. You got AI coming and atta- I, yes, attacking absolutely. things, and it's not just attacking the menial jobs. It's starting to get into the white collar. We're talking about legal. There are now AI bots that cannot be beat in terms of contracts. You will define what your goals are to this bot. It'll read a contract and it's gone head to head with some of the best contract lawyers in the game. And guess what? They missed this clause, that clause, this meaning. And the contextual ability of this bot to understand language and do it in 15 seconds versus 15 hours. Yeah, the, the, the time and the capacity. It's, it blows my mind. And AI is being so under-realized in terms of its impact. I think we're underestimating it. Right now, with today's It's going to be slow, engines, and then all, it's slow and then all of a sudden. Totally, and it's yeah. already happening. An AI bot with machine learning can do 20,000 years of human-level research in one week. And... Like my mind exploding. Whoa, whoa. And you're already seeing it in these bots that are doing medical, you know, that are I've diagnosing. I've read some of the medical and the, and the accuracy level of like, They're, so now like let the bot do that and then let the doctor focus on connection with the patient. Totally. And then I'm going to say, quote unquote, the human characteristics side of that. EQ. Now yeah, all of a sudden. Absolutely. It's, it's really interesting. It's beautiful. But this is where I think we need to be focusing more in our school system in courses on, in EQ. We should be how, to, how do we help give these young students the skill sets that are now incredibly valuable? Soft skills. 100% you know, right. Creative thinking. And that's a, like, that's, a, that's a systemic change at a very root level. And it's slow. It is slow to change. And I think you know, what's not working, I think back to that question, yeah. I think our education system could do a lot better because this is what's they have to because by the time I've started my degree now, by the time I graduate, most of it's outdated. That's what Ray was saying. That's six to seven times. And like, if you're not adaptable and resourceful, forget about it. You know? Resilience. And we got it. I'm reading it. I don't know if you've read it. It's an older book, but I, we're doing it as a book club here at, at, at Clermotive. Uh, a Whole New Mind by Daniel Pink. Haven't heard. And he really talks about the, like, we've grown up in a where It's like left brain, right brain, but he calls it left directed versus right directed. And what he talks about is that if you look at the wealth that's been built in the last 40 to 50 years, has been very linear math science. Yeah. But now, to your point, AI and offshoring and sending things to, to, to other markets that they can do those white color jobs that were mm-hmm. kind of your ticket to prosperity even the SAT the way it filters yeah. versus big picture human connection thinking mm-hmm. that a computer is is we're years away before it ever crosses yeah. into that territory right but yet we're not training it in schools and that, the whole book is about that I'm just getting into it but it's it resonates with exactly what you just said totally of the you know and he's kind of deviating it left right but the more softer side that maybe hasn't been it hasn't been valued as high mm-hmm. in our school system and our even the way we reward compensation if you look at what's happening in Calgary now how do we think about connecting these disparaging dots yeah that's not a linear process big time and, and, it's if you don't, take- and if you don't change your mind how do you get there Exactly. So interesting. Well, there, we just left a big like, whoa, what do we do now? (laughs) But I do believe, and it starts, you know, are are you seeing, like that course that you took, like to me that does, did exactly that. But I've never even heard of that course before. Mm -hmm. Didn't feel like it was a core, like, (laughs) totally. That should be a core course. Big time. And in grade eight, (laughs) not not have to wait to university. For sure. There's so many gaps where, you know, if I, if I took that course when I was in grade 10, Wow, I, I, I don't even imagine. And this is what's so crazy is I'm seeing- When the computer was still forming, really. <laughs> totally, totally. With the tools that are available now to our young minds, that level of creativity hasn't even been tapped into. And it's starting, it's so cool. Uh, just the other day, uh, I, I was 
judging a pitch competition at Inventures. 15-year-old kid has a working prototype to help uh, deaf the deaf yes. communicate through these glasses that it can convert voice to text that are projected into a, a glass. So they can read How your conversation. How many times you blow my mind in one yeah, conversation? This like, kid's that's fi- amazing. This kid's 15, 15 years, old. years old and he has a working prototype. I'm like, whoa. These are our future leaders that are going to be changing the game. That is that's a, that is very inspiring, and and again, getting out and seeing those things, and how much you know, I, I believe inspiration can come from anywhere, and you know, it takes a team to execute on it. So, how do you get out and expose yourself to that? Because even being in there, that's you must have been jazzed up for at least a couple of days off that one. Totally, totally. I have a sneaking suspicion you're jazzed up, but <laughs> you find things to be jazzed up, jazzed up about. And you know what? It's so funny because that that is my mindset. I have trained that. Okay, I've tra- pra- you trained the muscle. I trained the muscle because our default setting is negativity. Victim, uh, victim mentality that the majority of people come from. Uh, blah, blah. Unfor- uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's just yeah, the way yeah, it is. Yeah. And that, if that is our default setting, how can we train that out of us and open up new opportunities by working on our mindset? And I've become, I've become obsessed with it. I think it's such a, a new territory where how how we view the world is determined by our mindset. One hundred percent. And something. The situation is the situation. It's not until we attach our story to that situation, oh, yes. the, whether it's the, good the or ho- bad. The hallucination. <laughs> yeah, right. And so the map is not the territory. And what, all those, yeah. What we often forget is that we are the author of our story, and we have the ability as human beings. We've got the luxury of choice to think positively, to view things negatively. That's a choice, especially in the highly fortunate like part of the world that we do live in totally it, those options are all out there and it is absolutely a choice i think that's very powerful when you're like oh this happened to me well yeah no it happened the next part of the story is, is totally up to you and i think that that's mm-hmm. a really good metaphor for what's going on in calgary the you know calgary's a great city but that you know mm. like there's no but calgary's a great city and <laughs> love it and that's a very different place so last question and this is a new question we're bringing in so the first Ooh. one so i'm putting it to if you were going to because this is about collisions and i yeah. believe that we got to get we got to bang these together and we yeah. talked about that a lot is there two groups or is there two initiatives out there i'll mm-hmm. leave it a little bit broad that if we collided those together mm. it would create something bigger better go forward what, what's your view on that one Ooh. That's a good one. You know what? I, actually, there are two. If you look at some of the two of the biggest industries in our province, agriculture and oil and gas or yeah. energy. Yes. Yeah. So those are and healthcare, obviously. But I, I, I like the ag, oil and gas because they're yeah. out there. And ag, if you're not involved in it, you tend to not yeah, see it. You know, no. it's like it doesn't exist. And I really view a lot of this, whether it's agriculture and energy, we're kind of cousins. You know, we're, we're their Technology is cracking codes in agriculture. It is. And what I have, I am continually mind blown with the ability for using GPS and all these crazy drones. And there's a lot of technology that's being deployed in the agriculture sector that I feel the energy sector could benefit from, because guess what? Maybe an oil producer hasn't tested it out but it's been de-risked in agriculture and it's been proven uh, i really love and i think it was it was ray talked about about adjacency don't mm-hmm. worry about the the 360 degree pivot or the 180 go to the other direction find out what's alongside yeah and go hey you know what we haven't used it but they have right and we get each other that's a real i think that's very very powerful totally so if we could get those it's two been used, someone's done it <laughs> like these days someone's thought this through someone's de. like you said it's they haven't solved the problem they de-risked it and that's what we're talking about for sure and so if you could get those two industries at the same table to, to start 
talking about. This is what's working with us. They could leverage some of the technologies that we're using. And I think there would be a, that would make for a very, very interesting collision to get. I, li- I like that a lot because you're right. It's, it's, if we talked about one of the main barriers was de-risking and someone's already done it and we just <laughs> haven't, because we don't know if it's outside of our ecosystem, we don't see it. It's exactly. like, basically like it doesn't exist. Totally. And so I actually, not too long ago, I met with Bayer Crop Science and part of my KPIs uh, running the Tundra Ace program is how many other groups or companies did I inspire to start their own privately funded accelerator in oh, their space? Oh, interesting. Okay, so not only the, the not even the engineers and the entrepreneurs that you're working with, but actually encouraging other organizations Absolutely. to make that change inside their own cultures. For sure, because That's powerful. it's a beautiful model to be able to leverage the bright minds of these entrepreneurs who are brave enough to go down this path and try something that hasn't been done before. And if it works, that's free R&D. That is, yes, you is. did not spend those dollars. Those dollars have been spent and now there's an asset there that they got you, brought, brought to the table. You have a piece of that puzzle. And together by joining forces and connecting the value chain of the entrepreneur, the market channel, and the end user, that is the basis of this model. And it's, it's beautiful. So, so what, can you share your KPI? Like, do you have a number, like how many companies or how many of you've impacted that, how many of these other types of programs are running in the city right now that you know of? Oh, geez. I mean, there's at least, if I had to throw a number out there in terms of accelerators above over 25. Inside larger organizations. And how many was there five years ago? Ooh, I mean, this is new. Okay, and that, it, that's exactly exciting. Cause I, I if, if we're on a trend, and again, it's something that doesn't get talked about. Mm-hmm. You hear about it. I've heard about the ACE yeah. program. That's the only one I really know about. I know at Brightside, what sure. they're doing over at ATB. Yeah. You know, I talked with Alex Newth from there, and she said a lot of like, if these big companies don't, one, start doing this, and two, yeah. get out of the way of letting it yes. happen. Because sometimes you break under your yep. own. Yeah. Your, your, your own process is, yep. in, you, you, just because you have innovation on the wall doesn't mean it's innovative. It's true. Sometimes you have to bring a totally different mindset. And be creative in how you actually roll that out. In a big org- big organizations tend to have very strong immune systems. And when there is oh, a, that's a very nice way to put it. When there is a foreign body that is introduced into the immune system, it gets attacked and it gets shut down. And so our leadership that's like an infographic, right? <laughs> I can see it. Like that's powerful. It it's, really you're 100% is 100 correct. Because and our leadership team, Iggy Domagalski, our CEO, yes. was really the the driver behind setting up this program and the guy who's crazy enough to allow me to go do what I'm doing <laughs> to say, here's the reins. <laughs> yeah. Not even to say don't crash the car because you know if you crash that's okay just fix it yeah <laughs> exactly so when we started this I was actually very siloed I was uh, you know, I was carved off to the side and, yeah. and I was in my own little world and it wasn't introduced until we had something meaningful that we could show and say hey look at what's this this is look at what this that, happening that, that's smart to, to, but they de-risk as an entrepreneur they de-risk your environment by you you know you had office space you had a safe place yes. to come up with these ideas and yeah. to move things forward and prove it out safe and place meaning some funding some yep. back office all the support that support. as a single operator or an entrepreneur with an mm. idea those are all the things that break break you for sure and you know what it has to come from the top down your entire leadership team has to be bought into it. They have to say, you know what? Innovation has to be woven into our genetic code as an organization. And without that, and I know it's a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot, but to actually put things into action, whether it's starting an accelerator program, whether it's just getting involved in the community and doing your part. Yeah, there's a step. Like you don't have to jump right into the deep end of the pool. No. Like get out there and get give you empower your people, give them time. Yeah. Fun. Part- part- take part. Exactly. Get in the game. Don't sit on the bench. Mm. For sure. The more people we have involved, the more resilient this ecosystem is going to be. And at the end of the day, the more prosperous all Albertans will be. Yes, rising tides. So 
I'm sure there's a whole line of people that want to chat with you after this inspiring <laughs> talk. What's the best way to get a hold of you if you want to reach out? Yeah, you can reach out on LinkedIn. I mean, that's uh, I connect with anyone who wants to get in touch. Shoot me a connection on LinkedIn. It's Eric Allen. Uh, my email address is Eric. At and Eric with a K. I will yes. say because I messed it up once. Oh. I said Eric with a C, and I caught myself. Yes, Eric, Eric with, with a, K. a K. That's the Viking. Yeah, no, I thought yes. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I said to my wife. I'm like, oh, Viking background. It's yeah. so funny. I made that joke this morning in my but, DNA. But uh, I could not encourage more highly. This was a fantastic conversation. I love your passion, your energy, and the honesty. Thank you for being part of the change that we all want to see. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate what you're doing and anything else I can do to help you just let me know I will take you up on that this is a team sport excellent thank you my friend thank you